Welcome to the York County Economic Alliance podcast, produced in partnership with BizNews PA. I'm Joel Burick, editor and founder of BizNews PA. The subject of this episode is the changing face of recreation and outdoor activities in York County. Our guests are Matt DeRose, president of Heritage Hospitality, Bill Kunkel, club manager at Central Penn Sporting Clays and Game Preserve, and Eric Menzer, president of York Professional Baseball. Much has been made about the turn to outdoor sports and recreation uh, during the pandemic when hiking seemed to be about the safest activity besides binge watching TV. Um, how do you see that shift evolving in your respective businesses now that, now that the pandemic is not uppermost in people's minds? And Eric, we'll start with you. To me, the big question is what, how permanent is this shift in mindset around work, group, and corporate activities? So we saw a very strong comeback from the pandemic among individuals and families who felt safe and anxious to get back to coming buying a you know ticket for the founding coming to a baseball game. That that business has been, has remained has, has come back very strongly. The big question in my mind is how with with a two or three year interruption in doing corporate business and group activities, and with this whole question of hybrid versus in person work and all of this. What is the landscape going to look like going forward in terms of how companies want to do employee events and client events? Because that's a big part of our business. And that really is to be determined. 2023 is going to tell the tale because we're not hearing from anyone anymore that they have health concerns about gathering together. Um, you know, rooms full of people, unmasked. People are very comfortable with that now. That, so that's not an issue. The question is, with the behavior having been interrupted, do people go back to the old behavior or is the inter- does the interruption become the new normal of, um, you know, so somebody didn't do a client event for three years and discovered they saved a bunch of money and nobody cares? Well, that's a problem <laughs> for our business, at least, because that's that's a lot of what we do. So that 2023 is really going to tell the tale. I'm an optimist by nature. I think our job as a business is to find the opportunity in the challenge. Um, and so um, if, if there's a new normal, how do we tap into that new normal? But, but 2023 is going to be a really interesting year because this is the first year where I'm not hearing from anybody that they're not doing things for health concerns. Now it's more about corporate decisions. Thanks, Eric. <clears throat> Bill, how about you? We... We were fortunate. What we do is much, uh, the people were more dispersed. We were shut down a couple months for COVID. As soon as we were allowed to be opened back up because we were non-essential, uh, people wanted to get out and do things. Uh, it really has not interrupted us as much as it has other venues. Uh, our business in the last two years, we're back to normal uh, and we're improving. It's, it's Our business is growing. Um, to touch on what Eric said, we the corporate events are getting to the point. We're not maxed out, but we're getting close. We truly are because our facility is is semi limited. We're we're not uh, a huge facility. We can handle a lot of people, but we're we're doing very well. I I have seen yeah. As far as us, the pandemic is over. Just what he said. People were the mass went away a long time ago at our place. When you're outside, you don't think about that. It was, they're going. So we're very fortunate in that regard. Great. Well, thanks, Bill. <clears throat> Matt, how about you? What do you say? I'd echo what they, they're saying. I think the interesting um, development is, is going to be how 
how long lasting this mindset is around um, uh, work schedules and free time. You know, way back uh, in the early 2000s, things were humming and and um, golf outings, for, for example, were very well attended and uh, people were uh, felt comfortable in in their workspace. Uh, then we hit that 09 recession crunch. If you remember, it was it, for our, for us in particular, it was very damaging to uh, the profitability of the company. And uh, what seemed to happen after that, after even after we recovered, it was a short blip. But even after we recovered, uh, there was a change in mindset to where everybody was in the office all the time. Everybody was worried about their job, and, and they didn't want to be seen out having fun or. And it completely changed uh, the recreation landscape. We're in a different situation. So, so that went, that actually like snapped back more strict. And I think this is going to be different um, for two reasons. One, I think the hybrid work model is something that was coming anyway. You know, they say when there's like a black swan event, it just makes things happen quicker. Like the, the progression just speeds up. I think that's what happened with the hybrid so I expect that to continue. I think that's going to be good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that, you know, people aren't afraid of losing their job anymore. They're, in fact, you know, they, they, I think I saw a stat like 40% annually change jobs now. Annually. That, I mean, not, not the same person changes every, I mean, the workforce turns over 40% every year. That's crazy number. Yeah. How does that change in mindset affect the way you then market your your product to a corporate customers to corporate clients uh corporately i guess i think it's changed in that we don't expect to see as many uh larger meetings actually could fit well for us we see the the smaller type meetings that would be good for eric and also for, for their business and also for us you know the 15 or 20 and because people are out of the office more they almost have a greater need for these occasional get-togethers and you know uh people getting rid of, you know, some companies getting rid of real estate they don't need because they don't have everybody in the office. So it could be that facilities like us benefit. And that's, at least that's our hope. Mm-hmm. And um, if, if, corporately, I would say, um, to that segment of the market, for, from, a, from a recreational point of view, uh, we are definitely trying, for example, golf packages. We think uh, the weekday golf package can, can build, whereas in the past, you couldn't get people to come on weekday uh, golf packages. Yeah. So Eric, how is that mindset changing kind of the way you market? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the number, the number one rule in sales is find out what your customers' pain points are, find out what they need, and then figure out if you can help them accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. I do think what, what um, one of the interesting things come out of COVID, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I, I am not a fan of these sort of 100% Zoom meeting where you can tell everyone's working on their email while you're talking right. and nobody's listening to you. And you know who does that? <laughs> those kinds of meetings for for transactional purposes, they're great. I mean, I can now hop on a thirty minute Zoom with somebody. We don't have to both drive fifteen minutes to some location to transact a piece of business. That really can be done just fine virtually. And so there's absolutely a place for that. But I really think the need for people to get together in person is still a really strong human need and productivity and business need. At the end of the day, one of the, I, you know, what I really know is the New York business community, 36 years here now, and relationships are so important. 
mean, uh, Matt and I were joking this morning. We were on the uh, Explore York CVB board together. Gosh, what's it been? 20, 25 years? At least 25. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen each other in a while, but it's, you know, it's that instant re reconnection with things. So, so, so much of what gets done is because you know who to call. You don't have to start from scratch with everything you're trying to do. Those human connections still matter. They matter for people and they matter for getting business done. So to the extent that in our case, we can be a place where people can get together in person with, you know, if it's a baseball game as a backdrop or for some other kind of event, um, we, what we really need to do is show businesses that we can meet their needs. And I think one of the needs that's going to come more and more and more is this, how can we get a group of people together for a period of time to relate to each other, uh, to share ideas. And then, then they all go back to, you know, working from their den in their pajama pants on, on Zoom uh, for their transactional work. So I hope we can fill the relationship part. Are you seeing any early signs of that at this point? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and really, um, uh, a, if I do say so myself, a smart thing we did back in 2019, we didn't know at the time, obviously, that COVID was coming was create this new product, our, our 1741 Club presented by UPRC, which is a new kind of hospitality corporate space that we didn't have before. That investment that we made both in our facility and in offering that product for businesses was the best decision we ever made. And an even better one, as it turns out, coming out of COVID, because it's a, a different way to what I would call business socialize, which is really what people want to do. You know, we're sitting around a table. Sitting around a table is boring. Interacting <laughs> with people with a beer in your hand and a ball game in the background, you'd be amazed how much business gets done right. in that environment. Yeah. 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 No, thank you. Bill, how is it how how is your marketing approach changing or kind of the way you or what or are you seeing changes in the kind of corporate I will I would uh, echo a little bit what Eric had said. Mm -hmm. When you're out face to face doing something it's a lot better than than being what you said a Zoom meeting or being around the table, and that's what we we do. Uh, we provide that opportunity for people to do that, whether it's on the course or whether it's after the 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 event is over and we have the facility. We're providing a meal. There's you know guys can have a couple beers. Stuff gets done. Um, after, that's just the way of the world. Done, they, those are facts. Right. You know what I mean. <laughs> After they're done shooting, them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, gunpowder and alcohol do not mix. What has been maybe the biggest surprise for you coming out of the pandemic? And as as Eric mentioned, you. Know, I think the biggest surprise for me is how many new people we get, novices. They want to get out. They want to try something, and to the, it's brand new to them. They've never shot a gun before. Uh, they've heard about it. They've read about it. And they realize with some proper guidance and uh, having a, a, an instructor there to show them how the sport is done and how to properly handle that firearm and shoot it, that they realize, hey, this is a heck of a lot of fun. We enjoy this. And they, we, we change some mindsets. They realize guns are not bad. People are bad. Guns can be a lot of fun handled properly. And that just... It, it does um, surprise me the number of new people. It's uh, it's kind of incredible, actually. And we get them not just from here in York County, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Washington. We have an Airbnb on the property. They'll come up, they see that, they want to stop in. Hey, we'll try that for a weekend, mm -hmm. and then they'll tell their friends. And the next weekend, it's somebody else. And it is just growing 
Yeah. By leaps and bounds. <clears throat> nice. Matt, how about you? What has been most surprising for you? <clears throat> Excuse me, in this uh, as you come out of things. Uh, you know, probably just the uh, the the strong rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're pretty heavy in the in our normal restaurant dining business, especially in Lancaster, and uh, we tried not to shut down at all over there. In fact, um, didn't even probably probably uh, pushed the envelope and, and violated a few a few regulations uh, because because we asked the staff what they wanted to do and they wanted to stay open mm-hmm. so we we stayed open through you know we shut down obviously the first time but then we stayed open after that almost almost a hundred percent and the the revenue I was shocked that uh, the, the the people wanted they just they don't want to be at home you know they wanted to get out yeah and it was very strong. And that, that's probably the, the biggest thing for me was that shock. I didn't, you know, I, I thought it would be a little bit muted, you know, like, yeah, there'll be a lot of people that want to get out, but there'll still be people afraid. Right. That, that wasn't the case at our place. Yeah. Were you surprised at all by the resurgence in golf, especially among younger people? Was that at all surprised or was that sort of something that you, not that you saw the pandemic coming or maybe you did, but, uh, <laughs> um, but was that, was that kind of a surprise? Uh, I, I guess a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, the the uh, all of our activities were very mm-hmm. uh, pandemic friendly. I guess you'd yeah. say because of uh, you know, except for the gathering of the people in the stands, but mm-hmm. uh, meaning that you know you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. So even even once the indoors regulations were lifted, then then even Eric's facility was a, a good activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I think uh, you know golf's popular for a reason and it just wants it probably what it did was because it was the one one of the few things you could do it just introduced it to more people right. mm-hmm. and therefore then what they said hey this is fun you know that type of thing and yeah. it just grew from there all right thank you eric how about you what have you found uh... well what i would say i'm going to twist the question a little bit and say uh-huh. what to me was a really a silver lining and, uh-huh. and you know i mean obviously the the pandemic was awful from an economic standpoint it was awful with the loss of life and the impact on health and families it was awful with the interruption and what what we're seeing now and then what we now know about the interruption in kids education and the long-term impacts of that mm-hmm. it was awful it was pretty awful in the short term for our business because we had no baseball season for a year but the silver lining for us was the way my team of people rallied mm-hmm. as a as a company we had to be more creative than ever uh, we absolutely we had to do some we, we did not lay people off we, we did our reductions across the board so all of us took a reduction in hours to work through the summer of 2020 um, and, and keep the business afloat and that has had really powerful positive effects coming out of the pandemic that's sort of all for one one for all approach and so it strengthened and it challenged us in terms of our creativity I mean, we stayed open. We didn't play a professional baseball season in 2020. We stayed open. We hosted the Susquehanna Central League. And that that allowed community uh, amateur baseball to come into our ballpark. We did a ton of youth baseball. Um, We did did all kinds of things with the facility. So, again, it's that mindset that this facility is outdoors. It's easy to spread out. It's the perfect thing to stay open. And so, so really for us, for me as the leader of the company, the most gratifying thing was to see the way our team of people rallied, and that has had really positive effects in the subsequent And it's, speaking to what you're talking about, uh, in our industry, in the, in the dining industry, the restaurants that shut down fully 
really struggled to get back up and open. Yeah. It was special, and the number one thing I think was <coughs> the staffing, mm-hmm. because uh, again, other than even when we were shut down, our staff was still there, except for maybe two weeks, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So the staff was back, and we were making up stuff to do, mm-hmm. and you know, doing some deep cleaning and things mm-hmm. like that. But I'll bet you know, to your point, yeah. it just it, it made it uh, them. I think appreciate the reliance on, of, of being able to go there every day mm-hmm. and have that as a income stream. Yes. So the premium was uh, keeping, being able to keep people occupied, mm-hmm. whatever it happened to be during that period. We yeah. did the same thing, man. We had, we did not have customers for about, I don't know, a month or two, but we did maintenance. Mm-hmm. We did improvements on the property. We kept everybody busy doing stuff instead of rushing to do it, we actually had the time to do it. In, in, a, in the short term, it was a little bit of a blessing for me. Yeah. It's like, oh, we could finally get some of these done that were on the list to yeah. do for the right. last however long. Yeah. Uh, so that, in that regard, it, it was good. Mm-hmm. We got stuff done, but we had we had yeah. stuff to do to it. We had work to do to keep yeah. the employees there and keep them employed. Yeah. We, we, uh, we did our basement at that time. We had plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one of the other things that, that has come out of the pandemic is the emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion in not just in you know, sports recreation. And I'm curious maybe what you are seeing in your organization or what you're doing to ensure the benefits of recreation of sports, both, I guess, from an enjoyment perspective, but also from an employment perspective um, to make sure that the benefits are spread equally across the community. Um, maybe Eric, we'll start with you. Since yeah, well, I will tell you, I, I see our customer base changing. Uh, your, your county is changing, uh, like the rest of the world is changing. Uh, it's getting more diverse. Our customer base is clearly getting more diverse. I mean, you, you, can, you can see it uh, at, in the stands at ball games. Um, we have made a very intentional effort through our community ownership program to diversify our ownership. For two reasons. First of all, because it's the right thing to do. But second of all, because I need the the new perspective, the varied perspective. You know, I mean, baseball. Baseball for for many many years was was an old person's game, and it was a very it was a, a white audience. And we are not going to survive. <laughs> the sports part is not going to survive, and the business is not going to survive appealing to that narrow demographic. So it's very helpful for me to have as part of our ownership group. Uh, those varied perspectives. So, so our audience is absolutely changing, and we are very intentional with this "most welcoming place in York" uh, slogan that we have used in terms of, of training and, and and our values. I will say that we have struggled to attract a full, a diverse, full time professional workforce. York is a challenging place uh, for minorities to start a professional career. And so we still have a very hard time competing with DC, Baltimore, Philadelphia, places that are perceived and probably in reality more open to that advancement um, and, and more comfortable for minority professionals. Uh, so we have struggled in that regard. It's, it's one of my big frustrations, frankly, but we're working at it every day. We're trying and we're trying to be intentional about it. And it's, an, it's not only the right thing to do, but it's an imperative for our business because, because your county is changing. And if we can't appeal to 100% of the residents of your county to be potential customers, then we're not going to be successful for the long term. Thanks, Eric. <clears throat> Bill, how about you? Uh, we, we, I don't know, our, our market's a little smaller than these guys. Uh, we rely, I'm not sure how I want to go about answering that. We, rely a lot on word of mouth. 
We do so many of the corporate events. We do a lot of fundraisers for different charities. The words out there are across the board. The demographics of our clients are pretty well spread out. I mean, that, that part amazes me when I look out there. Uh, I'm not hands-on with all the clients. I'm usually behind the scenes a little bit. Most of my work's before they get there and after they leave, uh, as you know. It makes sure everything runs smoothly, of course. Uh, but when I look out there, I see the, the one part that does surprise me, how many females. The, the women, it's that kind of surprises me quite a bit. More and more and more females are getting into that, which is great. You know, I mean, it's like the more clients we get, uh, that's our job is to put a smile on their face when they walk out the door and say, that's a lot of fun. I want to do it again. Yeah. That keeps us in business. That keeps them all rolling. Thank you, Bill. <clears throat> Matt, how about you? That's a... uh, I, I can't say that, that we've really changed anything. Um, we it, it may sound like I don't know, self-serving and to say this, but I, I, we've always been extremely welcoming of, uh, I, I never even, it never even crossed our mind, uh, the different categories. And, and, and I think largely because being the industry that we are, we were already very diverse. We, we uh, and um, yeah, so, so on the customer side of, uh, I guess you could say, you know, the only thing that from a diverse standpoint would maybe be that we try to make our golf course female friendly, mm -hmm. but th that's about the only thing I can think of from a customer side, mm -hmm. but from an employee base, I mean, we've always, I love immigrants. I mean, they, they just, they're the best workers you can, I hate to say it, you know, but we're all immigrants in the end, but, yeah. and, you know, in fact, that's the frustrating part, I think, is that further we get away from being immigrants, you know. Uh, you know, my, my dad was first generation, so I'm, I'm, which is pretty, you know, that's pretty new. And it's, I think it gets harder and harder for people like us to train our kids the way we want them to be, because we're just so blessed in this country that it's, it's hard to, it's, it's, it, it, you know, the, the immigrants that come, they have that fear factor built in and it just, it's easy. They're just more focused because of it, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the York County Economic Alliance podcast produced in partnership with BizNews PA. Join us next month as we discuss the economics of local agriculture.